Black and White. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Black and White podcast. We are on the theme of NBA yet again, and we are here with another mock draft. This is our final mock draft. We only did two because uh, we did our own research. But uh, in the two weeks, I think we have turned uh, into very for- informed fantasy basketball managers. Uh, so we are here in this case to prepare a mock draft for you, Luke. Um, question for you, Luke, you know, how do you feel about fantasy overall? Uh, we're just about to get into our mock draft pretty soon. We have a couple of minutes before we can talk and then uh, we're going to begin. Uh, just a heads up that Luke got the fourth pick and I have the third pick, uh, just like we do in our draft as well. So Luke, what are your thoughts on maybe our drafts, maybe what's what we're kind of showing the people here for today? I think it, it comes down to recognizing uh, different values of people and uh, the gaps between the positions. Because uh, oftentimes I know that in sports that I don't know much about, you know, I'll sort of draft names that I recognize, or if I know the player is good, I'll, I'll draft them. But oftentimes there's that level of strategy where uh, certain positions are a premium and you want to snag the best player in that position first and then sort of figure it out as you go along. Um, and, you know, in basketball, obviously, big men are a premium in the majority of fantasy um, just because the best big men give you points, rebounds, blocks, potentially steals, whereas the next tier of big men will give you strong rebounds and blocks, but maybe not the rest. Uh, whereas the guards, the gap is a bit smaller from, say, a first rounder like Damian Lillard and, and say, a third or fourth rounder in Shai Joe Alexander. So, you know, it's fun. And uh, the reality of it is, is if you see something, sometimes that strategy just goes thrown out the window. It's because you get excited and you see right. like uh, Luka Doncic at five or something like that. You just get excited and pick them anyways. Yeah, no, uh, very fair, very fair points. It looks like we have a few people AFK. We'll see if they show up. We have about seven guys in here. So it'll be a decent mock draft to do something a little bit more live. Uh, we sort of flirted with a few guys that we talked about last time drafting. Uh, we had a discussion about this. Um, it looks like, you know, Harden's going to be up there for me, for either you as well. You have Durant, Curry, uh, Giannis, um, Doncic might be there. I think Jokic is probably the consensus number one in almost everybody's picks. So what, what is your sort of idea here as number four? Who are you thinking about? Uh, I mean, again, I think it's probably one of the big men, Durant, Towns, uh, you know, if uh, Giannis is there, uh, one of those guys, I think it's safe to say that they have the hold the most value. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you say, Curry and Harden are also available, especially with Kyrie uh, potentially sitting out a long portion of the season, if not the whole season, yeah. if he holds out on the vaccine. It, it changes things because when we did the first one, we weren't sure what was going to happen. We were told that potentially it was only half the games that he was going to miss. Whereas now it's, he's missing everything until he gets a vaccine um, or gets traded to a state that doesn't care. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see, like they obviously increase in value, but at the same time, the nets might be more delicate with them. And so it's, you know, COVID adds a, a wrinkle into everything from real life to, to fantasy. Right. Yeah. No, fair. Uh, very fair points. Um, yeah. I think a lot of this draft is probably going to be continued on who else, who we, who, you know, other people draft as well, so to speak, even in our own draft. 
um right we always tell you guys too as well right you know you draft for adp but if you see a guy that's you know worth the value uh at the pick uh go for it don't go for don't usually go for a strategy in mind right off the bat go with you know your first three picks you draft your first three picks and start to realize okay i need more assist or you know i'm punting assist things like that uh so we've gotten the mock draft off the board we got jokic and harden off as i may have predicted that harden might go a bit early um so I'll go, you know what, I'll keep it. I'll diversify a little bit here. I'm going to go with Curry this time at three. So Golden State Warriors, I think he has a pretty safe uh, carved role. Clay Thompson's still sort of question mark there. Um, I, I mean, it's his team. Uh, and he just, uh, I mean, we're going through preseason as well. Um, I mean, he's had a fantastic outing last game. Uh, we know what Steph Curry provides. And he'll always kind of flirt in the top sort of three, top two echelon. So for me, if, if Curry, for example, drops in my in the draft, it might be, you know, someone I take. Um, you took Giannis onto the Kumpo. What's yes. the thought process there on Giannis? Uh, I think it's just what I've been saying, like the premium on big men, the fact that he can get you points, rebounds, blocks. Um, he's become a better shooter. Obviously not the best, but better. Um you know, so if he's scoring the way he is and he adds a bit of a shot to his game, then it adds a dimension that becomes even harder to predict and to defend. Um, you know, and I think the, the Bucks people are are voting against him to do well and maybe he has a chip on his shoulder and he wants to prove something. Yeah, no. Uh, I think uh, Giannis is pretty safe again. His role is pretty straight up, carved up. Uh yeah, it provides a lot of things. Keep in mind with Giannis, there is a bit of that. Is it? Is there a bit of a tanking aspect? And for example, his free throws not being that great. Is that something you look towards in other players when you're drafting? Now that you can sort of ignore fuel th free throw, or does that does that come into play at all when you're drafting? No, I don't think percentages really. Any percentages, field goal or free throw, doesn't really come into play for me because right. Um, I think those are harder to predict uh, in a week-to-week -week setting versus uh, points. Some th things are more, um, I don't know what the right word would be, but like yeah. quant quantifiable. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, you know, three throw is a, it's a proportion of your success versus a point is a point. Right. Because um, those will change based on the amount of games you play and, and you know you might you might have a bad week, whereas points is relatively consistent across the board. You just might shoot more or shoot less. Right. Um, a few guys that just went recently. We have in the turn of the double picks here. Dude picked uh, Tatum and Anthony Davis. Guys like Trey Young and B Towns, Paul George. So most of this draft is going as it probably will. Maybe just a little bit of movement around these particular guys. Anthony Davis, what are your thoughts on Anthony Davis this year? Because he's kind of an anomaly. I think uh, whoever picked him at 13 reached a little bit too far, I think. But, uh, you know, I think mock drafts are a little bit interesting just because each person probably has a different scoring system yeah. in their own in their yeah. own personal dra drafts. Right. And so, you know, like when I was looking at the ranking, Giannis was ranked 15 uh, and I picked him at four. Whereas in our, our draft, he's probably a bit more valued because of our scoring system and how things are valued. Uh, Cause some people probably play eight categories. We play nine. 
Um, so it, it can change things, but I mean, I think Davis is, he could potentially have a good year, but there's so many uh, like X factor type stuff that's happening in LA. Mm-hmm. You know, they might rest him a bit more. So he's ready for the playoffs. They might, you know, play Dwight Howard a bit more. They might play him in a different position. Um, his fantasy success will be at center. I don't see them playing him at center uh, during the season. Yeah. I think that's really going to be the difference. Well, let's hopefully he stays healthy. Um, yeah, I would say probably mid second round. Uh, Anthony Davis is probably a good pick there, but to get him as kind of in the high second round, some people are picking him even in the first round. Probably not who I'm going with there. Well, that's that's picking based on the recognition of the name, right? Like I was saying before, yeah. like people that's see a name, they like, yeah. So yeah, sure. Yeah. It is what it is, but. Ooh, so you go with Aiton, who was my other uh, option there. With you, I'm going to always have to make sure I have backup options here uh, or I'm going to be in some hot water uh, when it comes to that. So Aiton was the other option in terms of big men. Again, this is where big men start to like deplete a little bit. So I'm going to go with the other big man. This is the guy I'm actually going to be targeting. I'll be honest. This guy I'm probably targeting every round, every second round uh, is Rudy Gobert. Uh, whether I have Giannis, whether I have Harden or Curry, uh, I want Rudy Gobert to sort of uh, help with my deficiencies. Um, I think Rudy Gobert, again, another guy that provides you with probably elite blocks, some high rebounding, uh, things that, again, with Curry, I'm a well-balanced, you know, I'm still thinking pretty balanced in this case. Now that I have Gobert, um, again, maybe free throws is one thing I might be ignoring as well with you. I'm not really a fan of percentages as well. Um, but here are in this case, two guys in which, you know, it's, I'm still sort of out of balance here. I'm not particularly, um, punting any particular, uh, like category in terms of assist rebounds, uh, and steals, but I have no idea who I'm going to pick in the turn in the turn here. Stinking like normally what I do is I sort of just look from, in this case, uh, from where I'm probably going to pick in the future. And I just look at those players. Am I willing to reach for anyone in particular? Not really. So it tells me that there, you know, there's a few guards here that I can sort of go for. Um, let's go with Shay. Let's go with Shay Gildas. Did I, did I take yours? You're smiling. I don't know. That's well, not a good thing. I was, kind of, I, was, I was kind of hoping he would slide a little bit nah, one more round. But, you'll uh, probably I, get him. I probably won't get him in the third, depending on how it goes. I'm probably not really Iron Shea, but I do like guards. Oh, you went for another Phoenix man here with Chris Paul. Yeah. So you got Aiden and Paul. It's well, too it's, bad you can um, get Booker too. Yeah. Well, that's uh, he's actually someone that I would like to get in the third, third, end of the third. But the hope is obviously he would slide to the fourth, but I don't think he does just based on that name, name. recognition. Yeah, name value. Like yeah. he just got picked right after you. So like that's yeah, I, should, I mean that tells you all. <laughs> Why did you go with Paul? Uh well, I think I need um I like to find the balance in assists and rebounds. And so I went two bigs. Right, so I got rebounds. I need a bit of the assists and threes. Um although I've also seen like in other sports like hockey, they, they talk about how it's valuable to draft um players on the same team in the same line um because in the way it's similar to how we do ours with categories mm-hmm. um you're gonna get you know if they're playing together and they score you're probably gonna get double the points just because of 
the fact that they're on the ice at the same time. And I wonder if there's an element of value doing that in basketball as well, where you have Chris Paul and Aiton in the pick and roll all the time, you're going to get points, you're going to get assists, uh, you're going to get, right. you know, whatever rebounds if you miss a shot, uh, you know, all those types of things. You get three throws from fouls. You know, I wonder if maybe it's not as prevalent in basketball, but I wonder if there's a certain value to it where they sort of complement each other rather than, you know, I don't right. know, say uh, a Westbrook and a LeBron James, where they, bo- they both sort of do the exact same thing. So they're, they're not working together. Right. Um, whereas a Paul and Aiton would be like the complement one screens for the other, one rebounds and passes to the other type of stuff. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to sort of see. I mean, Kyrie Irving just got picked 34th, so I don't know if this league knows that he's not playing this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think people are just picking Kyrie for the sake of Kyrie. I think we've talked <laughs> enough about Kyrie. I keep hearing in, on every ESPN article and every you know YouTube video about Every, all they talk about is Kyrie in this case. I think we've had enough of Kyrie. Uh, this guy is probably not going to be playing at least half the games uh, with just the way the protocol is going to go or shake down. It's not a guy I would ever want to have in my franchise for obvious reasons, as you can tell. Um, well, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be interested if he plays at all this year. Mm-hmm. Well, the, he still has the ability of playing 41 games or no? Is that a? It just depends on the other cities or... No, like a, you said there's the, certain teams, certain so the, LA, no LA games. What are their? Uh, well, but the, the Nets say that he's not playing at all until he gets the vaccine. Oh, that's what the Nets. So okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not doing practice. He's not doing any games. He's not right. involved at all until he gets the vaccine. Right. The only thing, the only way he could play is if he got traded to a team in a state that didn't care about the vaccines. Like if he got traded to Texas. Right. Yeah. And, and then the team would obviously have to accept, you know, the fact that he's being who he is. I, I don't know if, you know, his value is so low right now. Teams are probably going to be willing to wait and see, you know, they can trade a, a second round pick for him at some point. Right. Ooh, well, we're close guys. to the turn here. Phil, or Luke, who are you looking at here? Uh, well, I think, no, oh, damn it. I wanted, <laughs> uh, I didn't want the guy you picked, but uh, you know, sometimes I just feel like I'm I'm being silly and taking taking people above their value. But Ooh, I think Dejounte Murray is going to have a good year this year. You're high on Dejounte. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm willing to take the risk on him. Like everybody's left. Everybody's left. I think it's him and uh, um. Well, who's the who's the forward there? I'm blanking on his name right now. Yeah, DeRozan. No, no, like right now the oh the four now Keldon, Keldon, thank you, Keldon Johnson. Yeah, like like he's gonna have a good year, I think as well. I think uh, White is gonna have the the off year. He's gonna so. be kind of the black swan, I guess, so to speak. Yeah, because I, I mean, who's gonna fill who's gonna fill those those gaps they've lost? And I mean, I think Kim, and I think people are are too high on. Uh, um, Jakob Poitel. I think Poitel's not going to have as great a year as everyone thinks he's going to have. Yeah. I think he had a decent outing in this preseason a little bit there. I saw a few of his stat lines. Um, but he's not going to he's not going to be the one taking take, you know, taking leading the charge, right? Not so, you know, there's a huge hole to fill in this case with DeRozan. And it's got to yeah. be one of those guards. 
I mean, Murray, if I were to pick, if I was a betting man, I think, yeah, I would say DeJounte Murray would probably be the guy uh, that I would go for too. A um, few other picks we okay. had here. Thank Sorry. you for validating me. Yeah, for sure. No problem, buddy. Uh, I picked uh, Josh Jaren, or Jackson over here, Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he'll have a decent outing. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about is his health. I'm really concerned about his health. Um, if he can stay healthy, though, he'll look good. Uh, Miles Turner, Jonas Valanciunas, Porzingis, uh, Tobias Harris. I'm back on the turn, and I think I'm going to go with this guy, another guy that I'm Eyeing really heavily on our draft as well in terms of guards. This is where I'd say, you know, you have to start looking at uh, guards. Did no. I? <laughs> yeah, you got my guy. <laughs> uh, I, I felt the energy. So Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> it looks like we're going to be going back and forth, especially in our live draft. It sounds like. Uh, no, I, no, I don't know who to go for. <laughs> now you know how I feel when you take my guys like Tobias Harris. Might as well this just... is my problem, though. You need to have backups, bro. Don't you use the queue, the queuing list? No, Miles Bridges is good, or not Miles Bridges. Uh, Mikael Bridges is good too. You got Phoenix. You got Team Phoenix on your yeah, on your squad. Yeah, all Mikael and now. <laughs> hey, well, I did predict that they would be first in the West. So that's I'm hoping it comes true at this point. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, a guy that has not been picked, oh, just got picked now, was John Collins. His ADP is actually at. 42.9 so it's interesting that he was only picked 54th um i wonder what do you, what do you think about the situation in atlanta well i think the i think everyone thinks that he's going to have a bad year or at least a regression um you know again a lot of it comes down to value like he may he may not have a bad year but in terms of uh not real life but fantasy maybe he does have a an offsetting type of season with uh, the stats that he's really good with. Right. So I think it's, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but it's not to say he'll have a bad year, but there's too many guys on that team that do too many other things for him. And he yeah. just kind of does points. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Sorry. Uh, I'm getting distracted here. Um, uh, you're picking at 60. <laughs> you're picking at 69. Lol. Um, a few guys I got picked here. I'm just looking through the, the list here. Michaela for you. Robert Williams, guy you like as well. John Collins, as we said before. Nurkic, Ball, Brogdon, McCollum, Allen, and then just got Stewart now. That We've talked a little bit about Detroit already being a bit of a clusterfuck. I'd probably stay away from them. Chicago I'm looking. Gonna... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, you sort of see now uh, the strategy behind things of drafting the valuable positions first. Like, I got Giannis and uh, and Aiden first and second, two bigs, and now people are desperately drafting Isaiah Stewart at 60, probably That's because they have two, yeah. two guards, mm-hmm. right? And, and Isaiah Stewart might be their best big. I don't know their team, but. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you see that people are frantically drafting a bunch of bigs now because they realize that the value is so low right now. Whereas exactly. I'm able to get, I'm able to get Dezonte Murray at five, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. you know it's recognizing where the value is. Or I'm, I'm with I'm you. Kale Bridges even at fifth, right? That's that's a steal, I would say, given what's available right now. Oh, he's literally good for steals. So, pun intended. Yes. 
Of course it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to see, once I'm starting to see this huge list, most of these guys are guards and big guys I'd, I'd rather not want anyway. So it looks like even my strategy might have to change a little bit uh, when we get there. Um, mine, mine never does, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to, ooh, Kyle Lowry. That's a guy I was thinking about too. I thought that's a guy you probably don't want to sleep on in Miami. I think he can provide a lot still at Miami there. Uh, but we're yet to see the other guy, Siakam, who's uh, currently injured, but will be back soon. That might actually be a decent steal as to where he is. Wow, you come back with scary Terry Rozier. Why Rozier? You know, people, people made fun of me last year when I picked him, and uh, he was probably one of my best players. And by the end of it, and now they got rid of uh, they got rid of their three guard system. Now it's just Ball and Rozier. So chances are he has a good year again, or even better because there's less competition right. for touches. Right. So yeah. to me, that's uh, to me that's valuable. I mean. All these, all these players going ahead, like people are, you can tell they're scrambling a little bit. I think a lot of people are reaching on some of these people. That they can probably wait on. Yeah, I would agree too. Yeah, I feel, a few of these guys, Gordon Hayward, I don't know how I feel about Gordon Hayward in Charlotte. He just Injured. can't seem to string, string it healthy. Yeah, he just can't seem to string anything healthy. Um, Kevin Porter, that was the guy I was looking at. But again, I think 62 is a reach for him. Yeah. People are reaching well, I, for him. Why, I mean, why do you think I'm thing. hesitant about Kevin Porter Jr.? Why do you think so? Uh, I mean, I think he'll have a great year again, but I think it's, um, you know, Jalen Green and Kevin Porter, you're basically banking on improvement. You're not banking on anything that you've really seen. He had a couple of good games last year, but he's also had some off-court issues, and like that's why he was traded in the first place. That's because he had a he had some really bad off-court situations, not because of his actual talent. And, you know, I don't know if I want to bank on somebody's character to get me through fantasy. I'd rather bank on something concrete that I can see. You know, maybe I'm wrong sometimes, but I'm definitely never wrong on who I pick. Right. If that makes sense. You know, I might miss out on a, a make-or-break star, but I definitely have never been wrong. So, I mean... Yeah. I have finished in top three, five of the last eight years. <laughs> wow, someone reached on Jalen Green. I was thinking about him, but not now. I was thinking about him when I come back. Just don't just don't take my guy right now. <laughs> when I look at, again, when I look at sort of the list here, there's only a few guys I like. I think I'm going to go with this guy, although I'm thinking the other guy. We'll see if you pick him. I'm going to go with Levert. No, thank you. He did not take who I wanted. Oh, you took Keldon. All right, another San Antonio <laughs> guy. You San Antonio and Phoenix, damn. You're really feeling the San Antonio Phoenix vibe here. Well, I'm banking on the fact that everyone plays the same amount of games. So even if I have a large portion of my players on specific teams, I should pay. It's just, the, you know, I feel like the amount of games that you play in a week doesn't change too much, at least not enough that it would impact a week in particular so you know i definitely hope for the best in that in that regard sometimes but it'll be interesting to see if someone reaches in this next well now it's this I, mean, at this, I mean at this point when you kind of look at the list here there isn't really anybody as tantalizing to pick 
Well, I think it'll be. I, I I think I already know who I want to get in the in the eighth round. But uh, am I am I before am I before you? You're yeah, before, before you. So I, I can tell you <laughs> who you're getting. I, uh, I think I'd like to have Evan Mobley. Mm. I think he actually might have the best fantasy season of all the rookies. He's in Cleveland center. He is in a log jam, but is uh, Jared Allen the center that Cleveland even cares about developing? Or is it going to be it's well, probably be Mobley? I feel, wrapped in Mobley. I feel like Mobley can play both positions. I think that's the difference. Is I think Mobley can defend multiple positions. He's like a young Anthony Davis from Kentucky, right? Able to defend many positions. And so I don't know if they'll be worried about playing them both at the same time. Right. I think Jared Allen, Jared Allen's the more stiff player. Like, I don't know if he can defend all the positions that they want him to play, but I know that Mobley can, his mobility. Uh, right. I mean, and I'm looking at right now, like he, he's like in my little list right here, he slid all the way down to the ninth round. So, you know, in theory, I'll be reaching for him at the eighth round. Interesting. Now that I told you my strategy, I, I, you know, I've shown you my cards. You have, and yet I can't steal your guy. So don't worry about it, big boy. Um, yeah, I, I have no idea what I'm getting here. At this point, it's more of what what is what is the higher upside, especially around here. It's just more like taking a risk at a flyer at a guy that might potentially rise up in the stocks. Um, yeah, Wiggins, another guy that ended up getting the shot because the money was too high. I wonder how he does in uh, Golden State. Not too high about that. Another guy that I'm not too high on, uh, which is why he's been falling insanely, is Buddy Heald. Um, it doesn't look like Sacramento has any interest I think he's in out of favor. Yeah, I agree. I think I think uh, Tyrese Halliburton replaced him, which is hence why uh, I wanted Halliburton, which is why he's going to be oh. a guy of mine. Wow, Evan oh, Mobley. I repeat, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Evan Mobley has been stolen right from Luke's nose. I feel you, brother. That's that's just, that's literally as I was about to pick him. Yeah, right as I was about to pick him. That's rough. I, I feel I you. Know what to do I get that all the time. <laughs> just don't take my guy. Uh, <laughs> just, honestly, though, at this point, thing. I don't really care, though. I'll be honest. Yeah, you took Broke Lopez. That's the guy I was going to go for. Oh, no. What? No, I, I did not. No, that was the computer that did that. Oh, Dang snap. It. <laughs> Who you want to get? I'll get him for you. <laughs> I was, was going to take Archie Barrett. Don't worry. I'll, I'll wait for him. Um, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, uh, again, I'm going to take a flyer on this guy, but I'm not too high on him. Jalen Suggs. What do you think about his Orlando, his projection in Orlando? Uh, Are you high on that or not? I don't know. I think, I think there's space for him to, to grow and i think whose competition isn't it uh oft injured first overall Bolts. out of favor you know point guard that really didn't pan out markel Fultz, right isn't isn't he isn't he the only competition he has there so i mean Perhaps. not a lot of competition so you know he could have a good year i think i think green mobley cunningham and uh stugs have good years Apparently. i think barnes might, have, yeah. barnes might have a good year but it's also I'm, real, yeah. relatively speaking, rookies don't have good fantasy years. I think. Yeah, that's, that's I think kind last of year was the little. first year where they, where like Ball had a good year, but even that, like, um, 
can't even remember. I think I had a rookie last year that was, oh, I had um, Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards was hot and cold. Like, he had really good games and he had some really bad games, and that's why I traded him. Right. I'm kind of sad that the computer took Brooke Lopez for me because I, I wanted to take a center. I, I mean, I, I, I think you're, to... oh, I see what you mean. You wanted to take somebody else now. I think Barrett's yeah. going to fall to you, though. Where is Barrett? Uh, he's uh, far down there. I don't know. He's like 10, 10 down. Yeah, I can't see. He's right 90th. He's right 90th. But... Oh, not for me. Unless you're looking at the league settings. I'm looking at the rank, yeah. Not the X rank. Oh, you're looking at rank, rank, Shaba rank. Yeah, because isn't isn't that what how it organizes in terms of? Uh... I do ADP usually. Interesting. Well, well, I think X rank is like the standard ranking, and rank is based on your scoring. Our system. league, yeah. So our league, based off our league, but I don't really particularly care about that. I'm gonna go actually. Oh. How far is he? I'll go with. I'm him. gonna go off the board. <laughs> oh, no, don't do it. <laughs> Oh, that's what I wanted. That's the same I wanted. Oh, snap. Yeah. yeah. I think. But I, but I was going to take him this round because I was going to get the guard. I see what you uh, mean. When I got Burke Lopez. And so that kind of screwed me. But I'm going to go off the board here just because I think he's going to have a really good year. Mikhail Alexander Walker. Is he brother? Is it cousin or brother of Shy? Are they brothers? Cousin. No? Yeah, they're cousins, cousin. right? They got, they got different last names. Alexander Walker, Shy Gilgis Alexander. I don't know. The Alexanders throwing me off. Cousins. Alexander's how they became cousins. <laughs> yeah, the Alexander threw me off, though. I don't know if you ever took genetics and biology, but you know. <laughs> they look like each other, don't they? No, they don't. Not at all. No, not really. But yeah, they're cousins. It's not, not a bad family. Cool, family cool uh... No, they're pretty solid. Um, New Orleans is a quite a mess, though. Is Nas still there? Yeah, New Orleans is a bit of a mess there because Zion is someone I'm never touching unless he's in the, like the tenth round. What do you think about New well, Orleans? I mean, I did I did say this two years ago or three years ago, whenever he was drafted, that he would literally be the next Larry Johnson. Do you remember me saying that? Yes, he did. He literally be the next Sorry Johnson where he might have a couple of really good years, but his body's going to fall apart. And now he has a fractured foot. And he was injured last year. And he was injured the year before that. And he was injured in his rookie year. You know, like, literally, like, great talent. I just don't think the way his body's built and the way he plays, it's not built to last. Right. And it's, it's really showing now. Like, I really hope for the best for him. But, you know, people see his name and they're like, that's a second round player right there. But, you know, he only plays like 13 games a season, 20 games a season. How can he be a second rounder if he only plays like a quarter of the season? Right. So, I mean, for me, the guards in New Orleans is where you want to go because they're going to have to do all the scoring. They're going to have to do all the playmaking because right. it's not going to come from their big guys. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um. We are in the 180th pick or eighth pick, ninth pick. We're going 109th right now. Most of these guys are gone, but we're still looking at a you know a few of these guys uh, that would be interested. Barrett is your boy. Barrett is gone. Looks like you had to abandon him. But is that a guy that you're looking to draft? Uh, well, now, now that my brain isn't being mushed around because of the time and the beeping, 
uh, I probably wouldn't pick them until a bit further, even now, just because, you know, they got Fournier, they got um, Kemba, you know, those are a lot of older veteran mouths that need to be fed because they sign big deals, you know, so maybe it's not even about the quality of the player, but they put a lot of money into those guys and they're not going to be easily traded. Right. So they kind of, they kind of have to feed them the ball to get them the points that they need to sort of maintain their monetary value. And I think Barrett's the one that sort of gets left behind, even though I do think he probably is the best of the three. Definitely by the end of the season, if not right now. Yeah, no. Uh, very fair, very valid points here. So then what are you thinking about at the 117th pick here as we come close to you? Yeah. Well, uh, I'm just trying to see. I think, like, like what are your stats I, like? I, what are you looking at? Because mine are horrific. I'm at the bottom right now. I'm at 11th. I'm eighth. Oh, I didn't even know that. That's hurtful. Yeah, if you look at the standings in Yahoo, folks, you can actually see <laughs> projected points and rebounds and statistics. And I think it's because I I, I reached I reached for Nikki Alexander Walker, but right. I think him he's gonna have a good year. I mean, Jordan Poole's probably gonna have a good year. So I mean, it's you know I'm not disappointed. It's just that some people are crazy. Yeah, I don't really look at too much of that. Um, really isn't relevant i think it's not to really to be fair it's really not so you're gonna go gary trent jr for the toronto raptors i I literally went i I went to first after making that pick and now you're second after after your pick (laughs) oh am i oh yeah well it's because it's it's because people are picking ahead of you so they have an additional player right right? an extra player yeah so after this michael person picks see where you are and that will sort of show exactly a fair res- where yeah, you should fair, be fair statistics yeah so so you sort of drop down to You're six fair. and a half and i'm at three yeah so i mean yeah, i'm not, not too upset by that no but i mean at this point it's sort of this is like sleeper land right now you're looking for that sleeper that is going to have a good exactly year. which might not necessarily be a fair projection um because guys i mean yeah. at this at this point you can you can get rid of them you're gonna you can drop them easily right. like my pick is going to be someone who I think is going to have a decent year because he's going to play a lot. Not necessarily because he's talented. Ooh. That's a shame. I want to tell her later. But... Oh, did you really? <laughs> I'm just looking at the ADPs at this point. Oh, Monte Morris? Is that Monte? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Monte Morris. Why Monte Jamal Morris? Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray 2.0. <laughs> We're we going to be missing Jamal Murray. Who's taking the place in Denver there in the point guard position? Did they did they bring another guy in? No, no. I think it's Monte Morris is going to be the starter. Where do you think Kawhi goes? I was kind of hoping that someone would pick him in the fifth round, but you know, I guess <laughs> in for the entire season. Well, his ADP is at one hundred and four point eight, which but I think this group is pretty smart as not to pick Leonard because he really, sh- especially in our draft, twelve uh, team, I think. 12 players i don't think mm-hmm. he should still be drafted does he come back i don't think he comes back i think he's officially well, he, ruled out is he ruled out for the entire season i heard he's ahead of schedule but it has we know still is like we know Kawhi. it's true it takes his time is it worth is it i mean is it worth throwing him in an ir position at this at this point maybe why not for the playoffs maybe if you but... look at all the players here fantasy play i mean yeah if you look at the players that are still in not been drafted is it worth you know taking a guy 
in the bottom, or is it worth taking a flyer think, on Kawhi? What about Clay Thompson? I, think I thought the... Clay was coming back in January. January. Well, Clay Thompson's actually someone that I'm looking at picking. I mean, I would take um, him at that point. I would take him. If you if you don't take him, I'll take him. Yeah. He well, he's be... a. I Sorry. think he's supposed to come back in January. Yeah. So I mean, he'd be back, or he'd be relevant at least for your playoffs, assuming you're in. Yeah. Well, and I think that's also the thing too is, but if you have the IR spot, you put him in there right away, and you you figure someone Just else because somebody else, I mean, you use a streamer spot or something. Well, as we've been saying, it's a lot. A lot of times at this point, it's about, um, you know, like the dark horse, the the sleeper type person, anyways. Exactly. So, so why not t- take a spot on? Oh, someone already took Clay Thompson, so I can't take him anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm noticing with my team, I have a lot of guards and forwards, but I don't have a lot of big men, as you said. The premium is big men. <laughs> I might have to re-strategize. My, my first four picks. <laughs> I might have to get Giannis. Yeah, well, don't do that because I want Giannis. <laughs> uh, you're going to be disappointed. Let's see. Who do you have here? Giannis is a big guy. Aiton, Brooke Lopez. Even you. I mean, well, a lot of I guards. Mean, Keldon here. Johnson. Keldon, fair. Keldon Johnson. I mean, Mikhail Bridges is a forward, and so he's going to get some of those big man stats. I mean, I think blocks is going to be where I, I lack. And and that's sort of why I was hoping for Drummond. Is I think Drummond will have a surprisingly good season, depending on how you they play. You did say that. You did say that. I think, I think they should. Whether they do or not, that's a different story. I think they should play uh, Embiid and Drummond together. Yeah, Embiid is, is a force spacer enough that it works. I agree. So, you know, I guess it depends on their strategy as a whole, but, you know, in, in my personal opinion, I would play them both at the same time. And that's why I think you you made a good pick, I think, with Drummond. And I, w- I would have taken him if I had not been screwed by the computer and, and got Brooke Lopez <laughs> instead. Hey, I would have gotten Brooke and you would have gotten Drummond then. I would have been happy with that. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah. It just depends on... Yeah, because I'm also, we might have a similar build. Of course, you love your Lou Dort. Um, we have similar builds. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> in that fashion. Yeah, we have similar builds in that fashion where we're sort of uh, looking at or ignoring, you know, uh, the percentages. I think percentages are often very inconsistent. And I don't want to play for that. I'd rather play for the actual categories, which can guarantee mm-hmm. me a little bit more. Um, I have no idea who I'm going with. So I'm just going to go with this guy. Aaron Gordon. I'm not sure how he's going to utilize him. The, the, yeah, too many, right? One of those lasts because Andrew Murray's out. It just depends. I just don't think he him. steps up. I don't I don't have too much faith in him. I don't he might I, trade I like, him. Yeah, possibly. I just feel like he might end up being a trade piece, to be honest. I don't think uh I don't know if he does really truly fit on a team like that. Um, I'm just like looking at there's a lot of like names that are off the board right now or like low on the board I should say yeah guys that like, used to be pretty high mm-hmm. Ooh, you I know wonder what? how much go with this guy yeah, you picked it you picked too fast now I should have to think 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I should have waited. <laughs> no, I know who I want, though. What about Cam Johnson? Oh, Tyrese Maxey. Because LLC. of Ben Simmons? Is that because of Ben Simmons? I think so. I think if, uh, you know, I mean, I'd be less confident about making that pick in, in a real draft that matters. Uh, but I really do think that Simmons is on the way out, even though they say he's returned. I can't see any way where they keep him at this point. He's he's damaged too many bridges at this point. Yeah, I'm in full agreement there. So it might be smart to pick a guard there. What about uh, Seth Curry? Would Seth Curry make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, I think in the last couple of rounds that you have to figure out uh, where the value is and what you need. And like, you're going to get a lot, a lot of guys that are, are good at one or two stats and absolutely terrible at everything else. Like a Seth Curry is going to be great for threes and points, maybe assists, but yeah. beyond, beyond that, he's not going to do much. And, you know, sometimes that's, that's what you need to push your team forward. Like I got, uh, last year I won probably because I got the time Lord. Robert Johnson or Robert uh, Williams, rather, I should, I should say, you know, and that sort of saved me. I, you know, I, I picked him up on the waiver wire and he ended up being like a top 30 fantasy player at the end of the year because of those one or two stats that he's really good at. So, or I guess three steals, blocks, and rebounds were really his bread and butter. Right. So, I mean, you're going to find a lot of those guys. I mean, the fact that James Wiseman, didn't even get picked or he just he just got picked like yeah that's a starting that's a starting center who's only two years old in the league or this is the second year right yeah there's there's a lot of untapped potential there yeah i uh am in full agreement i finished third on my projected stats well done bravo i'm on the fourth (laughs) position i'm right behind you there buddy what is uh what last time What would you say is your best stat here? Looks like steals. Uh, probably. Yeah, I'm first on steals. Yeah, CP3, Murray, Bridges. Kelvin's pretty decent. 82 here. From I mean, a lot. Yeah, you got a lot of people. In that a lot of it comes range. down to fitting in the middle. If, if you fit in the middle on the majority of stats and you have one or two or three stats that you're really good at, you're solid. It's when you're sort of like last. That's sort of like an issue, you know? Right. I mean, you're, you're first in threes and second in points, but a lot of these stats sort of correlate with each other, and that's sort of why, you know, you can sort of ignore certain ones. Yeah, like free throw you're percentage. Still, you're, you're still going to be okay. Like your free throw percentage. Yeah, those stats yeah. are not too bad, but – um. It's nice that we do these mock drafts anyways. We're done the mock draft, by the way, for my people. Uh, it's nice that we do these mock drafts just so we get even an indication or we can bounce back, in this case, ideas as well. Um, I'm starting to realize, and we've talked about it as well, okay, it's easier said than done, but those big men are a big premium. So if you can get big men um, yeah. right away, maybe in your, you know, if you're doing the first three picks, maybe you're looking at two maybe top picks and big men. So that's why maybe it's even more imperative in this case as your first rounder to be a big man, like a Giannis that Luke got, or a Cat, or you know even a Joel Embiid, depending on where you're picking. Right? I'm, not, I'm not telling you uh-huh. to ignore the CP, or I'm not telling you to ignore. Uh, as you said, right, you're not ignoring Steph Curry or Harden. You take those guys if you know they fall to you. Uh, but if you have the ability in this case, you know, to take a big man and it feels right, pull the trigger. 
because uh, I'm starting to notice that a lot of these guards fell to me where I can reach and take guards that I think will do good. Like I end up getting, you know, a guy like Jordan Clarkson or hero closer to the end. I think those guys are still legitimate guards in the NBA that are probably going to put up stats. Whereas when I mm-hmm. looked around for big men, like you said, Wiseman, did we really talk much about big men? Drummond. We said Drummond, right? Mm-hmm. Most of these guys aren't, you know, not that interesting. So you, you yeah, I, I think it's really imperative that you do go for the bigs. And I think that's a strategy that we're probably going to implement in our own live draft. What do you think? Well, I, I basically use it every year. That's my, that's been my strategy every year. And I guess I've just. Time to copy your strategy control. now. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I mean, I think that's sort of why I've been so successful. And I think the, like I had two years in a row where I wasn't that good. Like I, I finished, I finished top three, five of the last eight years. And there were two years in a row where I was terrible. And in those two years, I sort of deviated away from that strategy of going in for bigs first. And, I, you know, that's sort of why I went back to it. And then I, I got second and first as soon as I went right back to it. And I mean, it's not to say that I'm some sort of like guru, but recognizing value is, is more important than recognizing the name. Uh, because it's not to say that Steph Curry and Damian Lillard and Luka Doncic aren't going to be great players. It's just that I can get you know, a 2.0 version of them in the sixth round, whereas a 2.0 version of Embiid happens in the second round. Right? That's it. Yeah. And so, like, bigs, you're going to get a lot of good bigs in the, in the first couple of rounds, and you're going to get some really good steals in the latter rounds, but you're going to get nothing in the middle. Whereas guards, you can get steals, you can get good ones in the middle rounds, you can get good ones in the first rounds. And I think that's really the, the difference is the, the premium on certain yeah. positions. Yeah. So overall, excited about Fantasy League this year? Where do you project yourself? Now, what, what, first what place. are you expecting from the season? Another first place championship win? But, championship you know, or bust? As I say, and and I joke, every year is a championship or bust for me, just because I've I've done so well. I think, and I mean, who who wouldn't say championship or bust in fantasy? Because it really doesn't matter. But uh, unless somebody roasts yeah. you, like they always do, with me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, <laughs> for you, I think there's more incentive to actually win just to have a to quiet win. quiet off season for once. <laughs> but uh, you know, for someone like me, where it's like. I can make those jokes where like this league is boring because I, I beat you all the time. You yeah. say there's parody, but how can there be parody if I'm always first? You know, so it's uh, it's fun to sort of say that and poke fun at people, but uh, you know, it'll be interesting. It's always fun and it incentivizes you to watch sports and enjoy sports yeah. and think a little bit. Yeah, so we'll finish there. Last thing I'll just say is uh, I do have the results for the uh, the bet. But uh, we still have one more day, so I might just remind people we're missing still two people to vote for the loser bet. Currently, it's five to four for hot wings. So it looks like whoever's going to lose in our league is going to be eating some hot wings right now. Uh, but the other option on the table was wearing a dress to Bishop and zero for, and I'm looking at you, Phil, zero for people wanting to tape their hands to a basketball. So that was uh, apparently not a, not a choosy, not one that anybody wanted to do. So maybe that's makes it even worse. I don't know. Well, for me, I didn't, I didn't actually know what that meant. <laughs> Just pretty much tie your hands, tie your hands to basketballs. Let's go. Basically. An entire day or what? Like, yeah. For the day. So imagine trying to go to the bathroom. No hands, baby. Well, drive a car. How, how can you leave your house? <laughs> you can't. You'd be stuck. 
<laughs> but anyways, uh, we'll leave you there for today. Hopefully you enjoyed this rendition of the mock draft. Tomorrow we'll tell you all about, or I guess next week we'll tell you all about our draft results, how we felt about it. We'll do a bit of an analysis there. And then we'll move on to bigger and better things too as well. So without further ado, good night, goodbye. And we'll see you again for another episode of the Black and White Podcast.